Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Walk.se, the ongoing story about trying to become a minimalist vagabond while walking from Stockholm to Sydney. This is a pretty important podcast uh, for two different reasons. One, and probably the most important one, is that I've finally walked far enough north along the Florida Peninsula to be able to start heading west. And I can't really describe how good that feels. Uh, I've been heading north now for quite a while and... Um, well, it's, it's the wrong way. I should be heading west. If anything, I should be heading south. So it'll feel good feel, feel good to be able to start heading west now. So tomorrow I'll start heading west. The other thing is that Swedish listeners will now be able to start listening to the walk on Acast. Acast was launched today in Sweden and is a new podcasting portal based around an iPhone and Android app. You can go to acast.com to learn more and find links about the apps. You can download them there. What will happen is that if you listen to the walk.se on one of the Acast apps, there will be a few short ads in the podcasts. What these will do is they will hopefully help me fund, at the very least, the cost of hosting and publishing the walk.se if all goes very well and a lot of people listen to it, uh, it might even generate a little bit more that will eventually help me realize my goal of walking all the way to Sydney. There is another benefit to listening to the walk on the on the uh, Acast app, and that is that it, the app supports what they call bling. I will be able to insert photos, links, and even video links into the timeline, and you'll be able to see them on your phone as I talk about them. So please download the app, find the walk, mark it as one of your favorites and start listening. And remember to spread the app and get as many as your, of your friends as possible to follow me as I continue on my journey west. The blog will naturally continue as normal and uh, you'll find uh, all the photos, links and videos uh, there, the, If you don't have access to the Acast app, you'll still find all that information there at the blog. It's been a good week's walking since I spoke to you last, and I've actually started to cover some distance at last. I haven't had that much success using couch surfing, uh, but in a way that's caused me to keep moving and get some more miles done, so I, uh, that might not have been a bad thing. I've more or less followed uh, US 19 from Clearwater uh, and but started out on the Pinellas Trail out of Clearwater up to Tarpoon Springs. The Pinellas Trail is a nice walk and it's, it's a, a cycle path with no traffic and there are other walkers and cyclists and you get to meet them and you can talk to them and uh, I was actually stopped several times on the trail by people who wondered what I was up to. And it's always nice to stop and have a bit of a chat to people and find out about who they are and answer some of their questions. 
and more than one person that stopped and talked to me wondered if I had seen the flip-flop man. Apparently, there is an older man, probably in his 70s they say, that runs up and down the trail in flip-flops. Uh, and some days he apparently uh, covers up to 60 miles a day. Would have been an interesting character to meet, but unfortunately uh, I missed him. The day I passed through there, he wasn't to anywhere to be seen. The weather has been very reasonable, but I have had a few days of rain. Um, in fact, I was walking through some all-day drizzle one day along the US-19 when all of a sudden a car pulled over and a, a lady jumped out and offered me an umbrella. You should not be walking all day in the rain and getting wet, she said. Take this, I've got plenty of others at home. I almost didn't have time to thank her before she was gone again. In fact, the week has been another one that has shown the generosity and helpfulness of people here. I stayed at a hotel in Crystal River, and when I woke up, there was a card taped to my room door. It's from a guest that had seen me and the mule checking in the night before, and after having had a look at the website, decided to give me a donation, along with a card wishing me well and a great journey. Thanks, Abby. Really appreciate it, and I would have loved to have been able to thank you in person. I did not only receive an umbrella along the road, a lady from Clearwater, who had seen me on the news, doubled back to give me a donation and wish me well as well. A lot of people have been waving, and even the trucks along the road seem to be starting to recognise me. Some of them must be passing me several times a day. Walking along the US-19 is interesting. In the beginning, it was just a continuous strip mall. Shops, shops, and then some more shops. It's difficult to even try to imagine the amount of consumerism that is necessary to keep all these commercial establishments running, but then the traffic along the road gives a clue to the size of the consumer base. The traffic is more or less continuous and there are cars and trucks whizzing by all the time. Which brings me to a rather odd reflection about trucks in the USA. It seems that they have to have a hood, preferably a large one. In all my miles along the road in Europe, more or less all the trucks I saw, they were flat-fronted, but here they all have gigantic hoods. Naturally, there are some other brands here than in Europe, but even the Volvos I've seen here are the models with long, large hoods. In fact, the, the, the Volvos here with the hoods are often the smallest trucks, they're often the big Macs and that are, are gi pretty gigantic. And apparently that's just the way a truck is supposed to look here in the States. Even the school buses have hoods. It all looks rather old-fashioned to me, but then space-saving does not seem to be a consideration here in the same way as it is in Europe. Another reflection is the amount of pawn shops there are along the road. Not porn, but porn, as in we buy gold. There is one, if not two, every mile or so, usually in combination with gun sales. I don't know how they all make money, but people must be selling, selling or borrowing on their stuff a lot to support that many shops. Next thing I noticed that might seem strange for a European is all the advertisements for lawyers. The injury and liability lawyer ads are almost as common as the pawn shops along the road. Not really sure what that says about American society, but it does give reason to pause and reflect a bit. Once I got above Crystal River, the strip mall started disappearing and the road became more and more desolate. Still a fair bit of traffic, but less and less buildings and more and more forest and swamp beside the road. 
I almost witnessed an accident the other day. A small van coming towards me veered into the lane outside it, forcing the van that was already there to drift out onto the grass in the median strip where it started fishtailing. The driver caught the first slide, came back onto the tarmac and for some reason then went out onto the grass again. I just stand in there, trying to decide which way to jump if I had to, but the driver finally regained control and we could all continue on our way. The first driver didn't even seem to notice a thing, but I've got a small feeling that the other driver made sure to make him or her aware of what had happened a bit further up on up the road. The last few days have been a hot slog along the side of the road with swamp forest on both sides. In fact, it was difficult to find a place to camp between Cross City and Perry, but the only open shop and service station in Tanil just happened to be beside a campground and the campground had a shower, which was great. I've just started running a little bit. I suppose I've always sort of intended to start running again, and I have intended the walk to be a sort of a vehicle into it. I might not have said very much about it earlier, but it's always been there at the back of my mind. The thing is, I want to do in a way, I want to do it in a way that is as enjoyable as possible. I don't want to force it. I had a plan to start as soon as I got my weight down to under 90 kilos, and I think I'm finally there somewhere. I haven't weighed myself, but I'm reasonably sure that I'm somewhere around the 90 kilo mark, and it's just feeling like it's time to get started, starting to feel just right. I'm starting with some very easy intervals, doing just one minute of running, followed by two minutes of walking. Now that might not sound like much, but as I said, I'm starting easy. I I really want to focus on preparing my body to endure long distance rather than speed. So running might not even be the right description. Shuffling might be more correct. I intend to do at least one hour of intervals every day I walk, and eventually, as soon as I feel that my body can handle it, I'll increase the work interval and decrease the rest time. Now, I actually ended up doing four hours of intervals yesterday, the first day of running, and I feel quite okay today, but I know I I have a bit of a tendency to start too quickly, so I'm really going to try to limit myself, especially now in the beginning. Now, and we'll see how that works out. Tomorrow, I finally get to start on my way west. I'll be heading towards Crawfordville, which I hope to reach on Sunday evening. And if I do, I'll be able to meet up with Sheila, uh, the girl who I met in Spain. She told me then that she was going to to, uh, do a cross-USA cycle trip with a group of women. And uh, after checking the itinerary, it looks like our routes will intersect in Crawfordville of all places. Now I'm going to get this up on the blog, organized. This is the first time I'm going to try to get it up on Acast as well, so we'll see how that works, and I'll probably try to put some bling in there, so there'll be some pictures. And um, then as soon as I've done that, I'm going to get some sleep, so I'll be fit and ready tomorrow. After all, tomorrow will be the start of my westward push across America, and I'm really looking forward to it. Keep listening, spread the word about the walk to all your friends, and if you can, download the app, (coughs) download the Acast app, do so. And remember, keep walking. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.